Hey Queens with the same king, welcome to another episode of A Message for Her. In this podcast series, we dive deep, deep, deep into topics geared towards your emotional healing, empowerment and revival. Now, by now, you know that every message you receive in this space, we connect you with scripture-based encouragement and gospel hope. We deserve to live our best life. I say it every week. Why do I say it? Because sometimes we have our own plans wrapped up in our head. But we deserve to live the life that God planned for us. And we know there are many factors that I know preventing us from that opportunity. So, join me, your host, Danielle Blassett, aka The Priceless Woman, as I help you today to identify your fears and your perceived barriers that may have delayed your destiny. Through this podcast, you will gain insights to help you deconstruct your challenging issues and develop a clear plan that will help you discover your uniqueness and then be determined to live the life you were designed to have. So, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, maybe you are in your car, in your bathroom, taking some me time or on the workplace, I want you to know it is your time to be healed, your time to be empowered and your time to be revived. And if you are close to a mirror, remember, look yourself in that mirror and say you are loved, you have value and know that you are priceless. So I'm sure by now you are hearing the excitement in my voice because I am truly excited today because ladies we have a guest with us we have a guest with us this week as we are on a mission to set ourselves free from the prison of unforgiveness i would like to ask your permission to welcome to a message for her space my husband hazley blessed to be our guest for this week Babe, say hello to the ladies hello 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 it's a pleasure to be here and it's even more wonderful to be sitting so close to my wife again stop it now you need to be on your best behavior for this one okay so um in today's episode we are going to talk about r and r how many of you all are longing for some r and r time indeed we can do without covid really put us on a lockdown but you know most of us know that r and r is like rest and relax but our episode even though it's entitled R&R we are going to talk about something that is directly connected to the pathway of forgiveness and that is restoration and reconciliation sorry ladies but it's not rest and relax it's restoration and reconciliation so let me take advantage of our guest today so babes tell me let's talk about restoration and reconciliation um, because it's important for us to distinguish between the both of them. So in your view, what is restoration? Right. Um, restoration means rebuilding something to what it was originally intended to be. You know, sometimes a relationship can be reconciled and we will explore that soon, but, but not restored. And that's important to note. Restoration depends on trust being rebuilt that t-word very important that is a big t-word yes, that, that i think i will have to talk about sometime soon trust trust yep, is... yes that t-word yeah you know 
when when King David had sinned against God, Bathsheba, and her husband Uriah, he said something very, very important, very interesting. He said, "Restore to me the joy of my salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit." Psalm chapter fifty-one and verse twelve. Therefore, restoration was the process that he went through to make things right after he had sinned. So, in other ways, what you are saying is, um, when we are hurt or somebody offends us, so we 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 go on a pathway to make it right. In mm-hmm. the simplest way, we yep. need to make it right. Yep. Okay. Okay. Right. So Jesus, Jesus clearly warned that God will not forgive our sins if we do not forgive those who sin against us. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 to 15. You can read that well on your spare time. So it's, it's not that we earn God's forgiveness by forgiving. Could you repeat that? Because, you know, we feel as though, you know, God owes us something. No, God doesn't owe us anything. No, no. As a matter of fact, we owe God everything. Okay. And yet still, all he wants from us is just our lives okay. to serve him, you know? So let me say it again. It's not that we earn God's forgiveness by forgiving, but rather God expects forgiven people to forgive others, mm. right? And that's taken from Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 35. You Again, please take note of these things so that you can read. Very important. You can go over the scriptures, right? So reconciliation is focused on restoring broken relationships. And where trust is deeply broken, restoration is the process. So before you go on, you touched on reconciliation, which we are going to go in, we are going to get in depth with. But we must mention it because it's part of the restoration, you know, discussion as well. So you are saying where trust is deeply broken, mm-hmm. restoration is a process. Right. Yep. You know, in in many cases, even even if an offender um, confesses wrong to the one, you know, he hurt and 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 appealed for forgiveness, the offended person could justifiably say, "I forgive you," but it makes you know it might take some some time for me to to regain trust. And restore our relationship you know okay so then um, what are you saying that restoration though it's being a process is sometimes a lengthy one yeah it could be a very very lengthy one you know um, the evidence of genuine forgiveness is 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 personal freedom from a vindictive or or vengeful response you know um, but but not always an automatic restoration of relationship and that's important to note you know it's it's not something that happens automatically okay i like that i like that so even when god forgives our sins he does not promise to remove the consequences i think we fail to realize that when we are forgiven that we won't face the consequences now there are situations where the grace of god will take charge but we face consequences yep. for our wrong actions so being forgiven, restored, and um, in a sense, trusted is an amazing experience. But it's important for those who hurt others 
to really understand that their attitude and their action will affect the process of rebuilding trust. Mm -hmm. Why is that so? I have learned over time that words alone are often not enough to restore trust. You see, when someone has, um, and you and I would know, when somebody really is hurt and, you know, significantly hurt and feels hesitant about this thing called restoration um, with their offender, you know, in other words, you you look for changes in the offender before allowing reconciliation to begin. So mm-hmm. even though you're one to, you may be hesitant, but you're looking to see, I wonder if this person really mean business. So women, ladies, girls, restoration is all about doing the right thing with the right attitude over time. And I like that, um, analogy that you use or the david text that you use because david reminds us the result is the joy of thy salvation so is time plus right action uh uh-huh reaction Reaction and and attitude attitude equals trust trust. so time plus right action reaction and attitude that we must know the attitude behind it equal trust which leads to restoration. Can we say that again? And if I could add one more thing sure. to that, it's consistency. 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 Mm. Right? Because when somebody's trust is broken, one of the things they look for is consistency. Okay. They want to see that you are not just doing this thing for a week. Because just because or two weeks just because they want Mm -hmm. to see consistency i think that is what set back a lot of people when Mm -hmm. in the process of thinking about this restoration kind of thing so we will say this again time meaning the right time plus right right action action, so your motive reaction reaction and and attitude attitude equal trust and then we add in consistency. consistency which leads to restoration and trust is the foundation of relationships and restoration ladies this is just so good we should have him back a little more often so restoration is the improvement and expansion of the process the precious relationship the relationship that was broken so now that we understand this first hour and we understand restoration let us spend some time on the second hour that being reconciliation now i like to read i like to research you know that and i know you like to do the same so i picked up this of this um in reading one wise person said reconciliation refers to the restoration of fractured relationship by overcoming grief pain and anger you by overcoming bitterness so I also saw this wise woman, Karen Bronimas, has she wrote and she said, a societal process, she's talking about re- reconciliation here, we're going somewhere, a societal process that involves mutual acknowledgement of past suffering and the changes of destructive attitudes, here we see attitudes again, mm-hmm. and behavior into constructive relationship towards sustainable peace. Let me read that again, that's so good. A societal process 
that involves mutual acknowledgement of the past suffering. So we must be able to acknowledge that something yep, something went wrong. Something went wrong. All right. Um, so acknowledgement of the past suffering and changing of destructive attitudes. So behavior must change. Yep. We mustn't be doing the same thing. And behavior into what? Not just remaining the same way. Just now you said consistency. So into constructive relationship towards an end, which the end is sustainable peace. Right. So, so what we're seeing here is that, in other words, reconciliation is a way of renegotiating the relationship, coming to terms with a new way to move forward. You really Very think important. that is possible? Yep. You have, have you ever been hurt before? You ever, you, ever heard, you ever heard the old saying, it takes two to tango? <laughs> you ever, have you ever been hurt? I mean, some real deep hurt? Yep, trust me, believe okay. me, and you know that as well, you know, but it takes two to tango. Right. You know, it, 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 it means coming to terms with a new way to move forward. Okay. That, that new way is, is, is not easily, doesn't easily come. Right. You know, it doesn't easily come. It means, you know, that both of you have to sit together and work this thing out, work it through, make it a workable plan, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or, or it, it even talks about removing the obstacles, you know, breaking down of walls that are, are built in response to strife and disappointment and disappointed expectations. So reconciliation assumes, um, it. in other words, reconciliation, there must be a broken relationship mm-hmm. in order for reconciliation to take place, right. right? So something has happened that has caused two persons to become estranged. Mm-hmm. The relationship is strained. It might be two friends. It might be a business relationship. Or it might be, you know, an... an intimate uh, 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 as intimate as marriage so like we then like yep. you know we boss up kind mm-hmm. of thing okay cool but there is no something between them so we come back together so is this different from the regular little arguments that we have or now ladies we have arguments right but we come back together yep. to restore the relationship but it's not like if i am in a corner and i say i'm not coming back to talk but both of us agreeing on the way forward. Yeah. Okay, understand. So, so we, we're continuing to talk about this thing called reconciliation. And bear with us today. We might have a, a longer episode because we have a guest with us. So if you don't finish listening this while you're driving to work, put it back on later on in the evening. So, the path towards reconciliation can also be described as a lifelong journey going in two directions. I love this. Here's the two directions. In one, towards self-discovery and healing, and outwards, towards recognizing and perhaps really forgiving others. So it's an inward work and an outward work. So it's not just about you and you alone. It's mm-hmm. also an outward work. And, and, and may I say, even if, even if you were the person who, you know, you were wronged by, by your spouse, mm. Um, introspection is still needed. Okay. You okay. know, for both parties, because okay. you can never tell. Maybe there is something that you could be doing better as well. Understand. You know? So it really is both an intrapersonal and interpersonal exercise, inward work and outward work. 
each aspect really advancing the more deeply a person discovers that reconciliation is possible both within and without so we must come to that place is really to um re-establish proper proper friendly interpersonal relationship interpersonal relationship after these have been disrupted or broken you know so this is a more really complex process because for there to be reconciliation the relationship has to be re-established mm-hmm. so this is really different from restoration totally different. so restoration i mean we could forgive you know do our thing high rights kind of thing but reconciliation is really the bringing together reconciliation bringing it is back. coming back to what it was before or even lord better. have mercy and i believe i i i believe that you know it's it's a broken relationship mends differently from a broken arm <laughs> because a broken arm you know there were disguise there for life and sometimes the pain you get arthritis and that okay. kind of stuff but when a relationship is broken and two people decide to you know what we're going to make this thing work when you come together to make it work God is in the midst of it and it can only get better Better. it don't ever go back to the way it was but it gets better it it is going to take some time and it's going to take some doing on both of your path but it is only going to get better Awesome. So, ladies, girls, must remember reconciliation is not about you alone, but it requires that two people come to the table and accept the new way of moving forward. So, it's it's you discussing, listen, we've forgiven each other, I have forgiven you, whatever, new way of moving forward. So, let's talk about the difference between forgiveness, reconciliation a bit. Let's touch a little bit about that. Right, so reconciliation involves forgiveness, and we know that, right? But it goes beyond forgiveness. And a lot of a lot of us get confused right there sometimes. It goes beyond forgiveness. When I forgive someone, there is no guarantee that we will have a restored relationship. There's no guarantee. Mm-hmm. Because I, I could forgive you, but you can decide or I can decide that, you know, I don't want this relationship anymore. Right. But I forgive you, you know, so... So, really, it may well be that even after I have forgiven the person, that we may remain separated. Yep. We may not come back together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that's a reality. That is a reality. It's it's not a reality that a lot of people want to hear, especially in Christian circles. So, believe ladies, that I know some of you are maybe boiling right now, but this we really have to talk about this. So, you know, it's not something that, that, that we always like to hear, but that is the reality of it, um, especially in Christian circles. We believe that once forgiveness um, is done, the relationship supposed to be automatically restored mm. and that is not the truth that that if anybody told you that that person has deceived you they told you a lie and maybe innocently mm. and sincerely but it is not the truth forgiveness does not automatically mean coming back together coming back together it doesn't okay. mean that at all okay okay so forgiveness may be one-sided meaning i forgive mm-hmm. 
and we have said in previous episode that forgiveness is not about the other person but it's about you exactly. and setting yourself free but reconciliation requires both parties to be willing to participate in restoring the relationship exactly mm. that is the that is the essence that is the heartbeat that's the core of reconciliation because there can be no reconciliation without two parties so right? I can't just be home and just say I reconcile no, with you. Okay, no. okay, okay. Yeah, that, so my could, girlfriend, that we no, that'll be a, stop. That'll be a dream. <laughs> okay. Um, so it is always possible and expected for me to forgive. Mm-hmm. But reconciliation will not be possible if the other party is not willing to participate. Wow, 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 wow. Right? Um, forgiveness is, is commanded. It is in commanded. The Bible. It is commanded, right? Um, forgiveness is not necessarily a two-way street, right? Because I could forgive somebody, and the person doesn't necessarily need to have, doesn't see it fit to forgive me. And then sometimes the situation doesn't permit us to meet the other person. Exactly. Or depending on on the situation that took place. Or the person may be dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. So, you know, cool, the person cool, may have cool. died. You have, you haven't seen the person for a number of years and then you get to find out the person died and and you and the person never got an opportunity to ask for your forgiveness um, in, in a case like that right. you can still forgive the individual awesome right and God and, and God accepts that right okay okay so the Bible in Romans 12 18 does not use the word reconciliation mm-hmm. right but I believe it gives us explicit instructions about the need for reconciliation. What did Paul tell us? He says, If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. That is, I mean, that is so deep. That in itself speaks of tremendous humility. Mm. Tremendous humility. He said, if it is possible, as much as lies within you. Right. In, in other words, make every single effort to live at peace with everyone. Very important. Make right? every effort. Make every know? effort. So, sometimes we don't make the effort, you know. We say we're making the effort, but we don't make the effort. And here's what I would have read, and I love this portion of scripture in Matthew 5, 22 to 24, Jesus himself, because remember in this podcast, I just want to remind you that we're going deep, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So I need to give him the rules, ladies. Jesus also gives instructions concerning the need for reconciliation. He says, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or your sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, Go and do what? Reconcile to, to them. Then we'll and come again. Yeah. <laughs> then come again and offer your gift. Offer your gift, right? So broken relationship with people can also impact our relationship mm-hmm. with God, hindering our prayer life. Yep, that is wow, important. wow, that wow, wow, important. wow. You know we know these things, but we really don't hold. We don't really, we don't really believe it. But I want to let the ladies know that it can hinder your relationship with God. So let's do our best. But then we talk about restoration. We spoke about reconciliation. 
the timing of reconciliation is important because mm-hmm. we just said time and, and you know we give yeah. the equation the timing of reconciliation is important so what are some things we can speak to when it comes to the timing of reconciliation right so the process of reconciliation depends on the attitude um, of, of, of the offender right um, the depth of the betrayal and the pattern of the offense very important the attitude of the offender mm-hmm. very important because right? the person doesn't necessarily want to reconcile with mm-hmm. you so good 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 and right? the depth of your betrayal we don't know what the case is not every situation demands coming right. in together right and the pattern of the offense as well i like that i like that yeah, because because uh, and, and then we have to take into consideration as well um, what might be kind of trivial for you yeah. might not be trivial for me. So uh, you might, you may have done something to me, and to you, as far as you're concerned, may were, were you were you exploding for that? For that you exploding right. for? You know, and from and I have already exploded. <laughs> you know, um, so so everybody deal with stuff differently. And we cope with things differently, we handle things differently. So that's very important. The process of re- reconciliation depends on the attitude of the offender, um, the depth of the betrayal, and the pattern of the offense. Right? Mm-hmm. Bear with us, ladies, right. we're going somewhere. So, when an offended person, this is again with timing, when an offended person works towards reconciliation, the first and most important step is the confirmation of genuine repentance on the part of the offender. Mm-hmm. There must be a discernment or you must know if the offender genuinely repented. What does that mean? That means like... Um, that means you have to accept full responsibility for your actions. That's okay. simple, simply what that means. Okay, you and know? I will put it this way. You welcome accountability from others as well. So mm-hmm. people could hold you um, accountable when you do wrong. People could simply, you can be accountable to someone. And right. you must be willing to be accountable to someone so that you wouldn't continue the, the offense. Also, um, in regards to looking for genuine repentance, the person does not continue in the harmful behavior or anything associated with Again, so the person does not have, you know, a defensive attitude. Oh, stop right there! Stop right there! We Mm -hmm. are very guilty of being very defensive. When you you say (laughs) we, what do you mean by we? Ladies, this is a lady's space. Don't beautiful. (laughs) Listen, you have some men that be very defensive. Just needed that distinction. (laughs) But I know we are very, very guilty of being defensive. Um, not all the time. Not all the time. But sometimes it comes. So you're saying that the person doesn't have a defensive attitude about right. being wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. Does not dismiss or you know or don't play the hurtful behavior. So we need to stop trivializing people's exactly. situation. Exactly. Exactly. You know, if if I if I if my, I stump my toe mm-hmm. and I you know I'm on the floor and I'm rolling and I'm groaning and I'm screaming out for pain. You don't look at me and like, you know, like, what are you screaming at that for? You know, you stump your toe. Look at me. I have a broken arm. You know, it's different because we deal with stuff differently and things offend us differently. Okay. I understand. 
ideal. So I want to talk about quickly people who hesitate to reconcile because truth be told, we could forgive, but coming back to that place could be a little bit hard. So um, let's talk a bit about that. So what happens? Sometimes, you know, those who have been seriously um, and repeatedly hurt, you know, rightfully feel insistent about reconciliation oh. with their offenders. Okay. So in other words, they insist that, you oh. know, they, they hesitate. Yeah, kind of hesitant. You yeah, know, okay. Rather. About reconciling with their, yeah. with their offenders. Yeah. So when your offender is genuinely repentant, so we get that claim, mm-hmm. you know, all the things are there. It is important to be open to the possibility of restoration. But I have to make a point. Listen, sorry for that car in the background, right? But that's okay. We're listening to the content. If you heard the car. <laughs> and they just broke curfew. Oh, oh gosh. Stop it. Yeah, so they're speeding. All right, bear with us. So let's go back on this point about being hesitant to, to reconcile. When your offender is genuinely repentant, right? and is open to the possibility of restoration. This is what I need you all to be clear. There there is a clear issue of safety involved, right? We must be mindful. Some situations is not safe for reconciliation. For Jesus himself spoke about reconciliation with a sense of urgency. So I know we are talking about it with a sense of urgency. But if you are hesitant to reconcile, let's work through some guidelines. Let's help our audience with some, some, some stuff that can help them. Point number one, what should we do if we are hesitant? You know, um, truth on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure your desire is to, is to do what pleases God and not to get revenge. Sure, that I can't is very back. No. That is, I, and you know, that I have learned. No, you can try to pay back, but um, <laughs> it, it, it won't do. You know what was so amazing, and I said it in my last session, there was a time that I was really hurt, and I wanted to focus on God. I need this person at some payback. And you know, he whispered, I paid already. So what the Bible says in Psalms 56, 51 verse 6, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts mm-hmm. and in the hidden part you will make me to know wisdom so truth on the inside ladies truth on the inside secondly humility very important do not let pride ruin everything get rid of all your vengeance your behavior and attitude vengeful attitude vengeful behaviors you cannot demand forgiveness from anybody you can't just like you owe me forgiveness, we can't. That is just really putting yourself in a very difficult place. The issue is not earning forgiveness, but working towards true reconciliation. Mm-hmm. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 11, 2. And then the Bible also tells us concerning pride. Pride goes before a fall. So if you don't want to fall, get some humility. Let's give them the third point in the process of if you're being hesitant to reconcile. You know, be prayerful. Be prayerful about the one who hurt you. That is important. That hard. And that is, that, that's why I said it's very important because it is difficult. It's very hard. But it is absolutely necessary. You know, when we have our little arguments, I doesn't even feel to read my Bible sometimes. And then here comes the scripture. 
you know, God is just be like, hello, you need to get in my way, pray about this thing. So I could understand. And anything that anything that is extremely difficult to do to make things right, it means it is extremely important. Okay. Always remember that. So the Bible says in Luke 6, 28, to you who are ready for the truth, I say this, love your enemies, let them bring out the best in you. This is another vision, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer for that person. And that's the message Bible version. Fourth point. We talk about truth on the inward part. We spoke about humility. We spoke about being prayerful for the person who hurt us. And then finally. Truth on the outside. No, I don't think this is the final one. I think we have some more, but we will go. Truth on the? Truth on the outside. Mm-hmm. Right? So be willing to acknowledge yeah, you your input into the into the conflict. Okay, right? so we, we, we're going to do like what um, Ken Sandy said in the Peacemaker. Um, even if you did not start the dispute, your lack of understanding, careless words, impatience, or failure to respond in a loving manner may just put that situation in a deeper place. So please be truth on the outside watch how you behave on the outward side fifthly openness if you need time to absorb the reality of what was said or done express honesty to the person who hurt you basically be objective about your you know your hesitancy be objective right perhaps you have good reason for you know for for being hesitant to reconcile but they must be objectively stated. What do you mean? Right? Sometimes, for example, you know, repeated um, um, confessions and offenses of the same nature make um, make it, you know, understandably hard for trust to be rebuilt. Trust. Right? That's very important. You know, this is an objective concern. You know, clearly define your reasons for doubting your offender's sincerity. Understood. And let me wrap this up. So be clear about your guidance for restoration. This is important. Establish clear guidelines for restoration. So it don't just happen, right? Requirements like restitution can be clearly understood and include some factors. Like, for instance, maintaining. So if a husband and wife had issues of financial stuff when we come back together we must have financial accountability Mm -hmm. so we set guidance then be sober and vigilant the bible talks about never giving place to the devil and closing all doors to the enemy to bring further destruction understand god's control you love to talk about god's control in a situation Mm -hmm. let's talk about that for two seconds you know as the apostle paul wrote no temptation has overtaken you but such as is common to man and god is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will provide the way of of escape also that you may be able to enjoy it so god is in control of this entire entire process Mm -hmm. so what we would have said today is we spoke about restoration we spoke about reconciliation and we're talking about you know we talk about we spoke about the timing and if you're hesitant to to go through any one of this process 
finally, we need to be sensible and practical when this can be achieved. Um, this whole R&R thing requires, really, really requires some very, very hard work, some intentional attitudes. It requires prayerfulness. It requires thinking about what you're doing. It's a long-term journey. And most of all, in everything that we do, time right action reaction and attitude equals trust which leads to restoration and trust is the foundation of relationship and restoration forgiveness goes beyond it we can restore or we can reconcile and again it depends on the nature of your situation so situations of domestic violence situations where somebody may have raped you those kind of violent crimes we are not saying to be reconciled look out for your safety let god help you through this process mr placid thank you for being here this really was a great conversation now if you want mr placid to come back not too often because this is our space i want you to send me a message all right did you have a good time i had a wonderful time i hope your audience had a wonderful time as well um, I always have a good time when I'm next to you. So. All right, let's get let's wrap this session up. This has been a journey for us. We have, I think, about two more episodes to go before we close off the season and this topic on forgiveness. And we're looking forward to hearing from you. Remember, real queens fix each other crown. So let us help another woman heal, another girl heal, by sharing this podcast. Now, because of you, my listening audience, we have reached all the way to Indonesia, France, Singapore, Germany, South Africa, and so many other countries. So thank you for sharing. Please share this. Don't leave another woman or another girl just, you know, hurting. Let's help them. Don't forget, you can leave me a message, send in your question. So until another message knocks on your door, remember, it is your time for healing, your time to be empowered, and your time to be revived. Oh. And don't you forget, you are loved, you have value, and you are priceless. So, until next time, we will chat. So, Mr. Placid, thank you for being here. It was my pleasure. Oh, yeah, that soft voice. Ladies, have a wonderful day and night whenever you're listening to this. Bye. Until we meet again. Thank you.